Minutes 38 remaining. Lead by 10 points. It's a one-on-one, the old one-on-one <laughs> podcast, which is, it is disappointing because Ducky was good fun last week, I think. People have probably tuned in to find out what happened in the chess. Um, uh, that is true. You know what? Like, if you keep going with the intro, I'm going to text Duck and ask him how the chess... <laughs> Can we get a chess update? Yeah. I think they versed Aquinas last week. It, well... You know what? I'd rather you read out Ducky's chess score than you read out the score from the weekend. Oh, mate. Uh, can you? I wonder if you can win in chess as comprehensively as Richmond beat us. Like, what's the what's the equivalent? Is it like those four move checkmate things? I oh, surely. Or you just get held rattled and just like move backwards and like. <laughs> Don't move backwards. Move forwards. <laughs> chess edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, we well, should we should get a few Dockers supporters down around the chess game and just like don't move it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that to? <laughs> Stop hand pass like when you move your pawn, it's the hand pass equivalent. Stop moving your pawn. <laughs> Alright, that analogy's dead. <laughs> oh no, Ducky just got back to me and said it was a buy round. Damn a it. buy round in chess. Big week off for the boys. Uh, what do you reckon they're doing? Do you reckon they're doing some training or they're having some time away from the chess board? They're just practicing the old... I reckon they honestly... Ducky would make them trade the elimination flick. Like how you dispose of the prawn. Yeah, like, of the prawn. Of the pawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> prawn, pawn, whatever. Um, <laughs> maybe they're doing some circle work. Like they're, they're moving <laughs> things around the board. Just keeping it light. All right. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to the game? We'll fill in the bye week with a bit of Dockers talk. Yeah. Well, it's, let's, let's call it chess talk. Chess. <laughs> All right. Hit, so us, this, hit us with this. This, with this week was not ideal, as many who watched the game may realise. So we went down 15 goals, 20, 110 to 4 goals, 9.33. So it was actually a lovely day at the G, and somehow both teams were terrible in front of goal, Fremantle mm. more so. Um, we actually scored one goal in the first quarter, and it was late in the first quarter. We scored no goals in the second quarter. We scored three goals in the third, and no goals in the fourth quarter. We actually got one behind in the fourth quarter. So two quarters without a goal, which is classic Freo. Um, this is Freo of 2016 at the moment, but um, oh, I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, you know, what What were your good things out of this, mate? The good, no, well, I don't have a lot of footy to talk about. What I do have to talk about is I missed the third quarter. The only mate, good quarter. Uh, my mate was like at halftime. He came down from Bunbury for the weekend. He said he'd watch a game with me at halftime. He's like, I need to go buy a new pair of work pants. And I was like, well, you're in Margaret River. The only place we could probably go is Hillsies. Went to Hillsies for the third quarter. 
you started getting into the group with a little sniff. There was a few people talking about sniff, this and that. Came back and just watched the last quarter. So I only seen, I think I seen, what, three goals for the weekend. So hang on. What you're telling me there is you were the jinx. As soon as you stopped watching, Freo started playing well. <laughs> Should have stayed shopping. Okay, so there's a story. I was with your brother at the footy. Um, oh, it would have been like 2012 or 11 or something. It was a while ago. And um, Dockers were playing pretty bad. I think it was against Richmond, actually, coincidentally. Um, and so it was when Ben Cousins was still playing. So maybe it was a long time. Maybe it was like 09 or 2010. We went down into the Billy Walker room at halftime. And we were like halfway through a beer when the siren went to start the third. And we were like, oh, stuff it. Like, they're playing pretty bad. Let's stay down here and finish this beer. And they came out in the third and blitzed it and like came right back into it. And we were like, oh, maybe we're the jinx. Like, should we stay downstairs? Like, and eventually in the fourth quarter, we went back up to the stadium or back into the seats and they like dogged it in the fourth quarter again. And we were like, no, nah, we should have just stayed in the Billy Walker room. So like, we were like apologizing to people and stuff. <laughs> I agree with that. Should have stayed in Hillsies. Um, yeah. God, it was terrible to watch for three quarters. Yeah. It was it was truly disappointing. Not not overly surprising. You've got to give credit to Richmond. Um, I mean, when me, you, and Ducky kind of gave our predictions and stuff like that, there was a bit of a bit of arming and out. They're real good. Um, yeah, they are backing really it good. up, backing it up big time. They're blowing our expectations out of the water. We were picturing them to miss finals. Because they skyrocketed towards the finals and got, not lucky, but they had that run. But it's like They had a Bulldogs-like run where you were like, they they probably didn't, weren't the best team, but still won. But then now they're still the best team. Easily the best team. So I think it was a tale of, you know, we, we dropped off against a team that was, you know, unfortunately just got the run of us. And when your confidence is up, I think it says a lot. Um, and once they got the run on and once things were, we kind of just lost a bit of control, um, some things went horribly wrong. There were some pretty, oh, there, there were some lights. Um, so obviously Fife was clearly best on, like he's a, that's a three vote game in the Brownlow. Yeah, game, which he is was pretty crazy. Um, like just those marks and um, he was like, if Fife took a mark, we could probably get it out of our defensive half of the ground if he didn't Mate, take he a mark. Kick it. Yeah. If he could kick it to himself. Yeah. We needed two fives. We needed one in the mid and one in the forward. Um, Neil was all right. So Neil got 36 touches, which I think was the most on the ground. He wasn't that good, but he was pretty good as well. So it was five for Neil. And then Sandlands dominated the ruck, but I don't think he was that influential because we were winning the clearances and kicking to no one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids were really good, I thought. So Banfield played his best game, I thought. I think he had 21 touches. Took some marks. He was sloppy with his hand passing and kicking, but no sloppier than the guys that have played, you know, 50 or 100 games. So, yeah, um, definitely. Chera looked a little bit more composed than a lot of the guys that have played 50 or 100 games. And Brayshaw was the only one to lay multiple tackles, I think, in the first quarter, which is pretty outrageous considering we barely had the ball. Um, what about what did you think when, when Cox turned it on in the third quarter and started clunking him and kicked a goal, I think. Um, that got me a little bit excited. What do you think? Mate, I was looking at jeans. Oh, shit, you were too. Well, so let me, let me lay it out for you. and that's all they were talking about. What, on the thread that I'm involved in? Um, How good Cox and McCarthy were looking. So what happened was di- Cox, Mate, Cox got lot. sent forward. We started the game with 
well, with five forwards in the front half, and then Lyon reckons we weren't playing a spare defence. Someone was coming off the back of the square. But someone coming off the back of the square when uh, you're winning the ball out of the middle and kicking it straight forward doesn't really work. Like, if no. you're going to win clearances, you need a hand pass to that guy coming off the back of the square so we can run it in, not just kick it to... Um... So there's a guy, uh, Asprey, for them, had 14 marks. So have you ever heard of Asprey before? I bet no. you haven't. Exactly. I, well, no, Ducky brought him up as the no-names of Richmond last week. Yeah. Uh, so he took 14 marks. How many of them do you reckon we kicked to him? I reckon 12. probably 13 or 12. Exactly. <laughs> Rance had eight marks. Grimes had six marks. So they had nearly 30 marks altogether. I think the amount of marks we had <laughs> in total was something like, I don't know, 100. So, you know, three of their backmen had more marks nearly than most of our, t- most of our team which is a crazy stat. It just means how badly we structured and how badly our forwards played to the structure probably, but also how bad our inside 50s were. Um, To our credit, the third quarter looked like we were an AFL team and we we, uh, did show what we can do. But just like, can't testify to that. Yeah, you can't. It's disappointing. You've I just, feel like going back and watching it now. Mate, if you're going to watch anything, watch the third quarter. And and particularly the first 15, 20 minutes. Like, they get back on top towards the end of it and kick away a little bit. But I think we got within, like, 20 points or 15 points or something. I was like, hang There's on a minute. Rumors, rumors of sniff. There was sniff. Mate, there bad. were a couple of noses put out there. <laughs> and one of them was Ducky. And Ducky's usually not a nose sender. Usually I send him just, like, millions of noses. If you, were, if you were to look at Ducky in my text thread, mainly it's just me sending him noses. <laughs> we need a sign for no sniff, like a cross, then a sniff or something. Um, but yeah, so we won... Uh, just send like a Voldemort face. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, no nose. We won uh, clearances 43 to 23. So we nearly doubled yeah. them, um, which is so... And we lost by 77 points. It's so evident in how they played. They were more than happy to let us win the ball because they knew we weren't going to damage them, and we didn't. And then they really hurt us with quick ball moving out of defence. Um, good, good back six. Yeah, just I think their whole team is so even across the board, um, and they work together well. They all apply pressure. They've got a few stars like Martin who can really turn it on, but in the end. It's more that their bottom six are way better than our middle six (laughs) in terms of effort and how they play and how the game plan works. So, I don't know. I think they're just a great side at the moment. I reckon you could swap six of those guys out to six guys that they've got in the VFL and they'd be the same side. Oh, they just, yeah, like I said, confidence just running hot. Um, It's just working. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're uh, going to be the team to beat. Um, the other thing is we lost tackles 69 to 41. So I think we had four tackles for the team in the first quarter. So obviously we've come over there. We've had a huge night out on the Saturday night. Like they've gone to Revolver until like 4 a.m. <laughs> come to the game then gone back to Revolver. Yeah, they've, they've had a ducky after the, uh, <laughs> the Essendon wind <laughs> type night out. Um, and... You know, they just looked slow and sloppy and there was two or three people that were ready to go. But, you know, we, we did say a young team would be inconsistent. Um, we had 42 inside 50s, which is a lot for a team that only scored 33 points. Like, it just yeah. tells you that it wasn't that we weren't getting the ball in there, it was how we were getting it in there. Um, 
Whereas last year we would have had, well, last year, the year before, we would have had a lot less inside 50s for a similar amount of score. It was more that we were getting trapped in the back half. This time we're yep. just turning it over in the front half. Um, so we're slowly moving the turnover towards goal. <laughs> this is what that tells me. Um, all right. <laughs> what? Let's move on because that's annoying me now. Well, oh. let's forget that game. I think... Mate, I'm I, ready to move on. There's a, there's a lot that's happened this week that I'm ready to move past. So, so should we talk about Ross Lyon? <laughs> Can we dive into, dive into the scandals? The current, how are we meant to run a successful independent gossip podcast with all that's going on at the club at the moment, Juddy? Well, I feel like we're the only ones that are above board. <laughs> oh, mate. I mean, you need to you need to get them to like if we're going to go out and you know ask for followers for shares you know if we get a bit of advertising on Facebook how are we meant to do that when we're doing when they're doing things like well it's gonna Lee? it's gonna really drag our you know pretty high credible name through the mud if we associate with the Dockers too much this is why we still I think we just go back to the chess yeah I reckon we yeah we should sponsor that chess team and just you know. <laughs> accidentally talk about Freo for 30 minutes but talk about chess for the first five um so there's a, there's so, a few things going on outside the dockers mate. if you want to run it through. there's a there's one that's just dropped very Which, recently yeah literally today so let's go through that first because i think that's the least relevant so brad hill got drunk got a move on notice from the cops <laughs> apparently yeah. he gave them a fake name it's like mate there are, there are not that many famous people going around Perth, so I don't think anybody that plays AFL, unless you're, like, you know, a rookie, you, yeah. Brad Hill shouldn't be giving anyone... Because the cop would have been like, mate, I know who you are, you fucking idiot. Just in general, giving a fake name, like, you give a fake name, and like, can we see some ID? It's like, oof, nah. Like, like I, I think you and I giving the cops a fake name versus... Bradley Hill giving oh. cops a fake name is two Even, very yeah. different kettles. Oh, but, um, very different, but very bad. Yeah. But then apparently he didn't move on when he was moved on. It's like, Brad, go home, mate. Come on, rest that knee. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. what Like, that'll be like a club sanction or something, but I don't think it's that serious. Um, but it's just not, not something we needed right now. Like, the main thing no. will be, Brad, do you really think this is what we needed right now in the middle of the Ross line crap? <sighs> Um, and so the other thing is, the other thing is, um, maybe he was just trying to take the heat off line. Like he He was was like, hold my beer. Yeah. He dropped a hold my beer, didn't he? Yeah. All we need now is Benel to do something rowdy. (laughs) Do you reckon he, do you reckon he gave, he was like, I'm Stephen Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's the young, there's like a cousin. It's like Ian Hill or something. Their cousin is coming through the under 18s at the moment. What's your name? Stephen Hill. (laughs) <laughs> they're like hang on he has less cats than that um, so and then there's the Ross Lyon thing so there's all these rumours that he was going to step down today um, apparently what's happened is there's a second complaint made by a guy that still works at the club or something uh, I think the, the info is still waiting to come out for that but everyone was like Ross Lyon's going to step down today I was talking to some mates uh, in a different Dockers thread so I got a couple and, I, and they asked me about it, and I was like, mate, I reckon Ross Lyon will step down when uh, Vladimir Putin steps down. Like, you're going to have to drag that guy out of his coaching job. <laughs> I, I, I can't see him stepping down. So I think, unless the club fires him, which they won't... He'd I, have to give a false name and get a move on. Maybe know. he did. <laughs> what, what do you, maybe he said he was Nathan Lyon. 
they both I don't balled in. Where where it comes from that they they so they drop a video that no one can watch because no one's subscribing to the Herald. Well, I don't even like, think that our article had the video. They're just talking about the video, which is the so biggest cop come out. Yeah, and that who was it? They're like, oh, this is like this is massive. This is this nine o'clock. Like it's all on. Yeah, and, and then, then nothing happened. Nothing. Well, I, I was I think I was talking to you guys. I was like, I reckon what happened was they were like, oh, crap, the Ross Lyon thing's fallen out of the news cycle, which is what we were talking about last week. Like, you just delay mm-hmm. 48 hours and something else will happen. Like, that Gold Coast guy saying he got sexually and racially vilified. Yes. So, Ross Lyon was out of the news. And then the, the Age or Herald or whoever it was over in Melbourne was like, fuck, we got to bring that Ross Lyon thing back. And just, you know, releases some clickbait. And everyone's like, oh, Ross Lyon again. Hey, $2.30, what was it, $2.30, $3.20 subscription for the month? Yeah, it's like, they were just trying to pump that up, I reckon. That, their monthly figures are down. The, oh. the figures for May are right down, so they're like, oh, what can we do? Um, I tell you so, what they do, they, either, they post that or they post the um, Nick Nat to Sanderland's suspension <laughs> article. Oh, yeah, so that's my MRP, mate. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Um, and I cop some heat about that on Facebook. Um, anyway, so Ricky Nixon, old Ricky Nixon, whose Twitter, who, whose Twitter is at Ricky Nixon Toot. <laughs> so he posted a pretty good one. I think it was pretty sweet. He goes, just it was hilarious. He goes, just heard a rumor that rumors about Ross Lyon might be rumors. So just waiting for the media to, in inverted commas, confirm from a reliable source close to the club. End inverted commas. Meanwhile, I'll go back to watching the ABC test pattern, yawning. So I thought that was pretty good. Like, everyone's just dropping these Twitter rumours. And he's come out and just, yeah, just blown it. <sighs> a bit of a fan of that. It drags know. on. It drags on again for another week. Um, and we just don't know. So, Mago, who has been on the show before, was like, imagine if Ross Lyon, imagine if the chick that he harassed was the St Kilda <laughs> chick that Rewalt, <laughs> that Rewalt was hooking up with or whatever. And all Ross Lyons said was, hey, I remember you. I remember your boobs or something like that. And we were like, whoa, imagine if it was just full circle. That would be, yeah, that would tie off a little too neatly, I think. And that's where the Ross Lyon lying. Ross L-Y-I-N, which has just become one of those classic nuffy things to say. Um, yeah, so that, so there's a bit going on. More or less. A bit, yeah, a bit going on at the club. Um, do you want to jump in and continue on with since I brought up the MRP? I would like or, to. Yeah, we'll move on into into the. Well, let's just talk about the contentious issue first of all, which was Nat Nui. You, yeah, you, yeah. You give your spill on it. I'll give my spill on it. Then you can go on to the MRP. Um. So Nat Nui did a ferocious tackle in a good way. Um, but fell into his back, and in the process of the tackle, that. Carl Amon, who's a small guy, obviously, hit his head on the turf with 110 kilo net new in his back and likely got a concussion from that incident. So in the end, a one-game suspension. I think they graded it as like, you know, body contact, careless, which are the lowest ones, and then um, medium impact because he's concussed and might not play. So I reckon in terms of the current laws of the game, it's fine. So whether you talk about look of the game or whatever, I think that's moot if you're talking about the rules as they stand right now. Yeah. So 
Say what you want about the game turning into netball. I feel like there wasn't much wiggle room for the AFL there. If you tackle someone, you cause their head to hit the ground and they become concussed, then it's a dangerous tackle. Like, I, just, I don't know. Mate, i got two things for you. Yeah. How about instead of comparing it to the Sanderlands one, you compare it to the McCarthy one where he got two weeks for a tackle. Yeah, for the same sort of thing. Just same thing, but he head. just pinned his arms and, he, and same motion. thing and he, got, yep. and he got two weeks. The other thing... Everyone talking about big guy tackling small guy. What percentage, when Nick Nat's tackling someone, what are the chances of the person him tackling being bigger than him? Yeah, like well, he should, true. If anything, he should be better at tackling. If you can't tackle without concussing someone, that's not an AFL problem. Yeah. That's a you, that's a, that's a you problem. Mate, I like to... Have you... You would have played footy back against, like, there was always a team that had a guy that was, like, four foot flat like a tiny guy and their go-to was to try and get a high tackle or something like that and like they literally you couldn't tackle them the way you tackle a normal person i feel like this is the same thing yeah people are going to be smaller like if you hurt them and it was a dangerous tackle like you cause it and they call it a dangerous tackle then yeah that's the rule like the whole overreaction of it's going soft mate you drove his head into the dirt (laughs) And of course, it's one week as well. It's not like they've thrown the book at him. They've barely no. suspended him. <laughs> like, Amon's he... probably going to miss this week too, which is, how is that not, you know, eye for an eye? I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a big overreaction. It'll blow over. It probably won't happen again. Nat Nui oh, tackles was... ferociously all the time. Just don't drive forward. You know, yeah, it's up to him. So... It's no different to when Stephen May shit-nicked Stephen Martin. You know, if that had been a smaller guy, yeah, he probably would have done more damage and would have gotten the higher suspension because he would have killed him. Like, yeah. What no one was talking about that then. Careless, intentional, but 60% deduction because he was only 60 to 75 kilos. But that, yeah, of course, people are always like, it shouldn't be about the outcome. What's like, well, the rules are... That it's to do with the intention of the player. Is it careless, reckless, or intentional? Is it to do with where they hit them, body high? And is it to do with the outcome, low, medium, or high impact? <laughs> like, it is a third of the whole ruling. Um, or however it's a simple, they... simple table. It's, like it's very not... Simple and table. people that say it shouldn't be about the outcome, it is. It's, and, and I use the analogy, and it might not be that accurate, but it's like attempted murder and murder are two very different charges. Mm. However, you're trying to do the same thing. Or the same action happened. Um, and if you're, if you're done drink driving and you cause someone to have a crash and they break their leg versus them dying, they're two very different charges again. The outcome's important, even if the action is the same. Um, so the outcome doesn't the only thing, but it definitely is taken into account. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think the debate's a bit silly about that. Anyway, so there, very <laughs> there was an article from the West Australian, very quickly pumped out after the... Uh, so 10 and 10 p.m. Uh, after yesterday, I think the ruling was handed down at like 9 p.m. or something. So someone's pumped out a quick... Uh, the West Australian article online saying, Sandalands bumped someone earlier in round two. How come he didn't get suspended? Basically, it, it's it's read like a guy, like a fan posting it. However, it's on the West Australian. So it starts it with, I've watched the Nick Nat Nui tackle on Carl Amon about 25 times now. Like that is literally something you'd read on Facebook. So basically he said that Santa Lands bumped someone, therefore 
why wasn't it the same? So Sandilands bumped Jared Lyons from Gold Coast uh, in the third quarter, I believe. Jared, Jared Lyons. Lyon. Uh, <laughs> I am, yeah. Um, is Ross's younger younger brother? Uh, <laughs> we won't. We'll leave it there. Um, so Lions got hit in the head. Was a bit dazed. It was down the field free kick. Lions didn't go off. He was assessed. He was fine. He played out the game. Played really well. Played the next week. Like he was fine. There was no concussion. Um, mm. So it was graded as a high bump, whatever, but low impact. So he got got a fine because it was a low impact. Carl Amon was concussed. Therefore, the impact jumps to medium. So I've gone on Facebook and posted, it's pretty simple why these are different. One caused a concussion, which is medium impact, and one didn't. Therefore, it's low impact. So they're different charges. And people have jumped on. They're like, oh, bloody yeah. other, there was a guy from Hawthorne that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mate, you obviously didn't, one, read the article, or two, read what I said. We're literally comparing these just... two things. <laughs> Go back to clown school, Juddy, you clown. Yeah, more or less, that's what they were saying. But I feel like I put them in their place. I think at the end of the day, you can't be... If players are getting injured and hurt, you need to protect the players. Like, it's, it's a job. It's a, it's, it is what it is. Like, they can't, they can't turn... It's whatever. It used to be a game, it's like tackling and stuff like that. But it's not... Watch the concussion movie. Do yourself a favour. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Learn the impact. There's a there's a really good documentary called Head Games, um, and it's about a guy from <laughs> it's either. Also a good movie, Johnny. Mate, so you have to look up Head Games. I think 2015, or else all these pawns come up. <laughs> <laughs> so a chick at the chick at work got me to say it. She's like, make sure you type in the year, or else it's just porn. <laughs> And so, I, so after like three hours, I ended up finding the, uh, <laughs> the actual documentary. But it's really good. It goes through all the kids that like want to push through their concussions still and stuff. I found the documentary, but worth the search. Yeah, it's definitely worth uh, five to 20 minutes of your time. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, as long as it's not a pure accident, i.e., you know, someone's leg flings up accidentally you know there's accidents that happen and then there's yeah. a tackle that causes a head to hit the ground like that's it all the responsibility is on the person either bumping or tackling or making the contact so if you do something you know it's i, I don't i'm not outraged by it if this was sanderlands i wouldn't be outraged by it i promise you like it's not just because I mean... it's eagles i'd be like he did that and caused his head to hit the ground. Therefore, the rule is that he's he's responsible for his action, even like, though yeah, even exactly. though he's not dirty. It's not dirty. We're not saying not. that he's dirty at all. But yeah. Hey, big catfish, big cat has got two weeks. You know, if we cop it on the chin, we move on. We miss his haircut on live TV for two weeks, and we just carry on. Yeah, which was like an odd benefit back then. He goes back to spray painting trains on the weekend and doing whatever he does in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, having a few mates around for a barbie. A glass Barbie, that is. Giving false names and just having a good time. Probably got around Woosha that weekend. No, sorry, well, anyway. not Woosha. <laughs> <laughs> Rumour. <laughs> Bomber Thompson. Oh, well. Oh, we'll Either we'll or move on. We'll dive into what's been a segment that is usually quite promising to one that's dropped off a cliff a bit, and that's our, our Ruffies Club. 
because we have been doing again i lost this week however i do remember the team i picked i picked gws on friday night i even put money on them at half time i phoned them up i was like oh geelong are gonna get done yeah like, that was a boil over i thought they'd be much closer than they were they scored less than the dockers technically we beat gws this weekend Ooh, that's a bit of a treat um yeah, I was pretty disappointed with that. I forget who I who I picked, but I am one hundred percent certain they lost as well. Uh, how's the the kangaroos beating Sydney, paying over five bucks? Mate, some chick sent me a Snapchat of her winning the round of tipping, oh, and she sent me an email, and she's like one eighty bucks for the week, and I was like, "You tip North Melbourne?" She's like, "Yeah, that was my maybe pick for oh, the week." Good lord! I was like, "That, that is why tipping. tipping is the worst." That's why you've got to have a Guernsey on the on the go, and you've got to be oh, against Shady. 70, 70 we're, not going, we're not doing that again. We're not going through that again. <laughs> um, so this week, I think I'm going to go for... So how's in my notes? I have pies at $2.30 versus Collingwood. <laughs> I think that'll be, that'll be pretty good. I think they're versus Geelong. I've got you. Uh, yeah, I just read that. <laughs> um, I reckon I'm going to go. I reckon Port are a pretty good chance at 2.45 versus the Crows in the showdown. I'm going to get around Port. Who are you going to go for? Eagles. You're going to get around the, the Eagles. So without Nick Natanui, it'll be very interesting but I reckon they are a good chance. So they were another one. That, I think they were top of my list too that I sent you. Yeah, 240. I think, I don't know, they're, they're looking good. Um, yeah, another team looking that's, good. another team that I don't really want to listen to my first, our first step where we did predictions because I predicted Richmond and Eagles to fall off the, you know, but. I reckon watch be- out for the Kangaroos at $4 versus the Tigers this week as well. I reckon the Roos coming off a win um, may be bad for them, as in, like, they'll be less hungry this week than they were last week because uh, they got that win, they relax a bit. But uh, Richmond are really good, but they could have they, they played a lot better against us as well. Like, they're definitely not in top gear, even though they're killing everyone. So I don't know. Watch out. They're paying four bucks, so watch out for them, but I'm not going to tip them because I don't trust them. Well, let's move into our new favourite segment then. We're going to go into a more family-friendly quiz week because it's my turn to quiz you. We're not doing, like, who am I of Dockers players from the mid-90s who played 90 to 100 games. Mate, get around the weird... I reckon Oz. Oz, if you're listening, shout-out to you, mate. Um, I reckon Oz would have gotten around those. I reckon he'd love those weird players mate, that used to play. thank God we had Ducky there. I would have been, I would have just, I would have left the room. I would have gone and bought jeans. <laughs> that your new move? <laughs> that's like, like your, that's like your depression move. Like you don't go and mate. eat ice cream. You go to get, go shopping with your mate for jeans. Oh, at Hillside or whatever it's called. Hilly. Oh, Hillsies. Hillsies, yeah. Dinner for two, 22. <laughs> yeah, for two. Did you listen to the Purple Rain this week? Shout out Purple Rain. Ducky and no. us. So Ducky went through and spoke about how you didn't know what <laughs> dinner for two twenty two. And he's oh, happy so meal. Funny. Uh, anyway, happy meal was Oz was saying, which is pretty funny. But dinner for two twenty two. I reckon that's like Duck still laughs about that randomly. Like he'd just be driving and just like start pissing himself laughing at that. He loved it. Oh, so All we're right. moving on. Hit this me one. with your quiz, bro. 
I was going to do a quiz on uh, the Who Am I of the greatest sex scandals in the AFL, go through the the rap sheet, but it was too. It wasn't very nice. Um, <laughs> I run us through Wayne the players Kerry. that you're going to go through. One of them was Wayne Carey. Mate, Wayne Carey's rap sheet. It's ridiculous. He was like, I've got it. I've got him. Here. I've also got Brendan Favola. I started writing stuff on him. Um, Who else Wayne, was in there? Oh. Uh, well, Wayne Carey, he was found guilty for grabbing a woman's um, chest. And in, in Wikipedia, this is the quote, he was alleged to state, well, why don't you grow a bigger pair? Mate, how's Wayne Carey is probably in the media talking about how Ross Lyon's a terrible person right now? <laughs> and I told you before, it's a character reference for Jason Moran in yeah. 2000. Underbelly. Um, yeah, that's pretty rowdy. Ah. Uh, you know what? It doesn't surprise me one bit. But yeah, it's very rowdy. I will give you one. I'll give you one quiz question before I go on to the real one. Please do. So this is on. This is off Brendan Favola. He admitted to having gambling problems. How much do you think Brendan Favola lost in one day on the ponies? Oh, uh, it was like over a hundred grand. It was a lot of money. It's over a hundred. It was definitely over a hundred. It's a six-figure sum. Uh two fifty. $365,000. I remember he used to go and play poker and lose like 50 or 100 grand. Yeah, he said poker and ponies, mate. It's unreal, hey? Whip him. How good? Yeah, exactly. Mate, as shitty as it sounds, he would have been pretty rowdy to get around. <laughs> Back mate, if you go that. through a full day of like, so you, so you start your day in Melbourne, you go through normal races, you're doing. The normal Flemington, you're doing Rose Hill, you're doing all the normal races. If you're down by that much and you're like, I'm going to make it up, by the end of the night, you're putting 50 grand on like, you know, Saudi Arabia. Like, <laughs> Saudi Arabia to beat like Iran in the ha- the women's handball division two oh, or something. That. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, monkeys riding donkeys in the middle of eight. Like you are just like putting on TVs at the pub that you can barely even see. He definitely started betting on those late English races where they jump over like jump mate. over like jumps um oh. mate I, how much do you reckon he got 300 down and then the last 65 was the last race he definitely put 65 grand on something it was like oh. i'm gonna imagine how much of a hero i'd be if this like five dollar five dollar yeah, horse gets back. up yeah <laughs> oh, mate those ones that's when you're in trouble that's when it's time to leave the tab when they're jumping on that's stuff, way that's too late like, to leave the tab when, when you're 365 dollars oh, no, 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 down no. when you're betting when you're betting on stuff where horses are jumping over things. That's when oh, it's time yeah, to wrap yeah. it up. That's when you've just reached the pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. You're like starting the pinnacle to of being terrible. Yeah. My horse just jumped something. It's time to leave. The best is those races are commonly the ones where uh, riders get pushed off and then like the horse keeps running and generally the riderless horse like is pretty close to winning. It's pretty it's quite exciting. So there was one I think at Rose Hill the other day. And I was on the horse that was leading. <laughs> no, so I was on one of the horses and the riderless horse checked. Like I was coming about third. The riderless horse checked the leader. <laughs> and then mine came and screaming down the straight and won. And the riderless horse was second. And then the one that got checked was third. I'd be so flat at that if I was on that one. <laughs> but it Just was got a, boxed in it by, was a, by a horse. Yeah. By, it's like, why are you still running? <laughs> It makes me think that, like, why do they need a... Like, obviously, they need a rider for the race to count, but, like, the rider whipping them... Obviously, the horse can run pretty quick without the rider doing anything. Would they... Would a horse need, like, a, 
a greyhound situation where there's something to chase. So do you reckon once they all started running hell fast, they were like... Yeah, I reckon it would I reckon it'd be like a peer pressure thing. Like if you see horses in the wild, they just run together. They'd be like sheep, but like a much more sophisticated sheep. They just spread. Well, interesting point. Does the jockey make them quicker or slower? It definitely no. makes them slower because of like 50 kilos of weight, I'd say. But... um. Like, their mentality though i mean like they could just be like get yeah, off there, maybe right? if they're a lazy horse and they need to be like directed or whatever i wonder whatever. if i wonder what would happen if they just had like they have normal horses that are generally ridden and then they tried to race like um riderless horses like who would win <laughs> like, how would winks go without a rider i reckon winks would still win <laughs> just like just jockeys versus riderless horses. Yeah, and so it's sort of like a, a team race. Like the jockeys are running as well, but they're running separately. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably getting a bit stupid. All right, hit me with this quiz, joke. bro. The quiz is to make up for Dockers losing by so much. I want to do a quiz on Fremantle's largest wins. All right. Do, do you want to start the quiz by telling me Fremantle Dockers' largest winning margin and against who? About 112, and I think it was against the Gold Coast. It was 113. Is it Essendon or Gold Coast? It's GWS. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Our second largest winning margin is 112. And that was against Essendon, I'm pretty sure. No. (laughs) Far out. You're very close. Against Collingwood. Oh, yeah, okay. Where we scored a whopping 180. Wowee. And they, two, they, scored a, two, they scored at 68 points. 68 points. That's a high-scoring game. Like, if Mate. you imagine the over for that game would have been like 170-something <laughs> for total match points. Yeah, far out. So then we jumped down into the lucky 90s. 99 we beat Essendon by in like 2008. Oh, sorry, 1997 or 8 or something like that, I remember. In 1997, we beat Essendon by less than 100 points. I think it was 98 or 99 points, wasn't it? 97. Ah, yeah. I knew it was just under a ton. Now, you can go to our... I wanted to find our greatest ever winning margin against West Coast. This will be the last one we'll do because we talked about ponies for a while. I reckon that was our first derby win. We won by like 47. Or have, nah. we, have we flogged them before? We flogged them back in the heyday. What's the heyday? 2012. I'm still, mate, I'm still waiting for the heyday to give you the hot tip. Um, you know what? I wanted to have a margin that was dinner for two, but there wasn't. <laughs> Maybe that's the goal. Another, what, 22 points? I'm pretty sure we beat the Eagles by 22 points, mate. Um <laughs> Uh, the largest margin against Eagles, I'd say... 2012. I'd say 10 to 11 goals, so like 65 points or something. 65 points. Oh, shit! <laughs> hey, well I'm, done, good I, sir. I'm pretty good with my random Dockers trivia. I'll give you... you you're pretty uh, You're pretty disadvantaged. Because when I ask oh, you questions, terribly. you're like, uh, who? <sighs> Mate. Um, but yeah, thanks for... Jordan did on the quiz, pretty low key quiz, but yeah, like good it. pony talk. I like it. We'll move on to <coughs> this Mother's week, Day eh? weekend. Mother's Day weekend game. Yeah. Big announcement for the Dockers. This isn't. Um, we haven't been asked to plug this. This isn't getting paid for. But I think they're offering like twenty four dollar tickets to get around the Dockers on a Saturday night against the Saints. Mate, get around those night games at Optus Oval. I was very close to trying to fly back for this. Um, get back for a win. 
Yeah, basically, I'm just going to try and only watch Dockers wins this year. <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh, should I come back to this game? I was like, oh, I don't think we'll beat them. Nah. <laughs> um, I wanted to come back this week, but couldn't. So, how's this weekend? My Saturday. I'm playing a game of footy at 11am uh, in the twos. And then at 4pm-ish, I'm going to the Gabba to watch a good mate of mine goes for Melbourne to watch Melbourne versus the Gold Coast. And Ooh, then go to the coast. And then from that into the Dockers that play at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Going to watch Oof. that at the pub. So I've literally got a huge day of footy ahead of me and I'm looking forward to it. I think looking forward to it, um, definitely. I think there should be a big response this week. We've been pretty good at um, rebounding, especially looking at last year and what happened and the way we came out after Port Adelaide and stuff like that. Um, and we've been so good this year in large patches. I would hate to think that this continues um, into the same It'd be devastating if if it rolls on. Yeah, look, I think someone... I forget who I was listening to. Oh, it's Duff and Quarters on the podcast. I get very bored over here. I don't get much footy news. So I listen to a lot of podcasts of people that I don't actually like their opinion that much. But um, Mark Duffield was like, Frio are playing like a young team. They're very good at home. When they go away, they sort of crumble a little bit and they're inconsistent. And I think that's a really good point. Like we play a completely different style of game at home just in terms of basics, like skill errors away are terrible. Like the amount of hand passes we missed last week was woeful. Yet when we played Essendon, when we played Gold Coast, we're switching it out of the back line and zinging it down the wing and, you know, guys are taking bounces, we're hitting targets. Um, So, and that's why I think our average score at home is 98 and our average score away is something like 48, I think. Yeah. So we're literally 50 points better at home than we are away at the moment. Uh, we have played some good sides away, like GWS away and Richmond away are hard games, and we played Gold Coast and Bulldogs or whatever at home. But um, but it's a, it's a big... I don't know. Sort of, I guess it sort of shows where our potential is and where our floor is, um, and yeah. we need to make the the bridge for that a lot better. And I think it starts with simply the basics, like the skills, hitting a hand pass, uh, tackling, <laughs> like literally, the, it's, it's as if the under 10 side has come off and they're 10 goals down at half time. You're like, all right, first things, we need to hit some hand passes because they're all terrible. So how about we hand pass properly like human beings? And then how about we tackle them occasionally? And then how about when we finally get the ball forward, we don't just kick it to nobody. We actually slow it down, have a look, lower the eyes and hit up a target. And even if that means we don't get it inside 50 from that kick, if we hit a target 60 out, it's much better than turning it turning it over 40 metres out from goal. Um, so there's some very, very basic things that will make us better, I think, this week. But I reckon we'll be better. What do you reckon? Uh, interesting to see how we stack up against oh, St Kilda. Uh, they don't worry me. They've got but outs it, as well, man. Yeah. And they're having a bad season. They, oh, it's just, yeah, I want to see all those improvements at home. But it, is, it was just so disappointing last week watching that drop off. Yeah. Um, and, like, want to see continuity in effort. And, like, I think that's what you're getting at with just the basics. Like, you don't mind losing. Like, I don't mind losing. But yeah. you really, like, just want to see a continuity of improvement even against good sides because I feel like 
just want to see us turn around and play what we've been able to see in the earlier parts at home, but also away. Like we showed glimpses against GWS and stuff like that. So we'd really like to see what has been so far, I think, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I'm definitely not panic stations about this season. I think we've had a hard run and we're three and four. I think the only game we could have realistically stolen is the Derby. Um, Yeah. And you know what? Like, in terms of predictions, I think we're doing not bad. Um, yeah, I think that's the difference, really. It's like we reach closer to our potential at home and we move further away from it away from home. And we yeah. just need to bridge that. Um, so the team selection, they've uh, dropped Ethan Hughes, which I think is rough, considering he'd just come into the side after, like, six or seven rounds playing Waffles. They brought in Johnson, and Nathan Wilson is injured apparently. So I don't mind him having a rest, but like it sucks that he's out because he's sort of a bit of a rock. And they brought in old Careless Whisper to shout out to to the Purple Rain DPS. And the thing that really worries me about that is this is a game that we should win well. Like I'd be disappointed if we if we if everything goes how we think it will, we should win by forty plus. If um, everything goes as well as it should, it should secure D. Pierce and Johnson for another. Should give them a get out of jail free card. That's in six exactly weeks. that's exactly what I'm worried about. Like we should win by 40, 50 points, and then they're going to look like they didn't play that bad, yeah. and then suddenly they're in the team again for three or four more weeks because Johnson probably has twenty touches sweeping up the back line because he'll have no forwards. Like McCartan's injured, uh, they and get all so their is Bruce. Points back. Oh, man, it sucks. And this is the sort of game where you bring in Gyro or Tom North and, like, Tom North or Gyro are going to give you what DPS give you. Maybe 10 disposals less, but no less effective. DPS might get 25 touches, but nine times out of 10, we're not going to be happy with that, that performance. So, oh, it's very frustrating. But I think Ross has had a tough week. He's had a tough week on field and off, and he's just gone back to what he knows, which is picking guys like Pierce and Johnson, and he's going to play defensive. It's probably going to be 70 points to 30 at the end of the day. Um, You know, it's going to be locked down. It's going to be Ross of 2012, I reckon, just because of the tough time he's had. I hope not, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, look forward to it regardless. Saturday night game was a great time to watch football. And then we can get stuck into it next week, mate. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for tonight, Juddy. Thank you very like much, the, Monkey. It's well, been a pleasure. It has. Maybe next week with the chess back on, we'll get stuck into Ducky. Yeah, looking forward to a chess update from Duck. Um, and so hopefully the Dockers go well, but hopefully the, uh, <laughs> Trinity che- the Trinity chess team does even better. All right. Thank you very much, guys. See you later.